What a way to end a series with the Rays. Jeremy Pena has this amazing opposite field power. He gets all three RBI in the game. And then Luis Garcia comes out and makes a statement and says, hey, I know y'all are talking about me. What's going on? I'm not your fourth starter. The Jeremy Pena bobblehead was a success this weekend. The bucket hats were given away. We've got Dusty Baker rings, and we'll talk about that in his comments. We got so many things going on. James Click, is he coming back? And what, like, who are we going to face? What team does Eric and I like against the Astros? And what teams are we kind of most nervous about? Let's talk about this and more on tonight's Locked on Astros. Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked on Houston Astros and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. Find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Stros. Find the show at Locked on Astros. Your team every day. Brett, where can we find you at on this Sunday evening? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive. Always Stros, Eric. All right. And a lot of people were going to that game on Sunday to get this Jeremy Pena bobblehead, and it was a success. This is the first ever giveaway Jeremy Pena bobblehead. I don't know if uh, Foco... I uh, came out with one already, but this is awesome. This actually semi looks like him. I had to get up there and go get one. So, guys, if you didn't get one, I'm sure there's some on the Bobblehead uh, Facebook page or all those. But, guys, thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, keep on subscribing to us. Give us a big fat listen and a big fat thumbs up, I mean. And go and give us a <laughs> give us a big fat listen, I guess. But go and give us a uh, listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make us your first listen every day. And yes, Jeremy Pena, he's just been on fire recently. And with uh, only three games left in a regular season, the Astros need Jeremy Pena to just get on fire and just do what he's been doing. And uh, he he had uh, all three RBIs in uh, today's game. Was that yes. what it was? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, he had opposite field two run home run. Then he he uh, he drove in the, the the third run, and that's all they would need because man, Eric Luis Garcia, Christian Javier, this cast of characters like. This is an unfair advantage. I mean, Hunter Brown coming in over the weekend, shutting things down for an inning, and you're kind of getting glimpses of how the Astros are probably going to use him in the playoffs. But what a good, what a great final game. And and Eric, they're 5-1 and one against the Rays. The Rays are usually a team that we're like, ah, maybe we don't want to play them. Now they're in a whole different bracket. We'll talk about that, you know, in the next segment. But, this was fun. This was good baseball. Take two out of three from the Rays. Now you got the Phillies coming to town, and the Astros are going to keep playing their starters, and they're just going to keep grinding and just ride into the sunset and then wait a week. <laughs> yeah, and I like the way that Dusty Baker said it's for the integrity of the game because the Rays were going for playoffs, and then the Phillies are doing the same thing. They're going for wild card games, and so you saw the impact of it because the wild card situation 
it's totally changed. Uh, I know we're going to talk about that in a second. Um, when we, when we look at the matchups, like who, who do we want to uh, face in the ALDS? And I'm getting excited. It's, it's now officially October. That means playoff baseball and that's coming, but you know what? A lot of people are going to be talking about the playoff roster. Who's going to be in it. Who's going to be off of it. And at this moment, it does look like, um, Jose or is most likely going to be off of it, at least out of the starting rotation. But um, Luis Garcia, he pitched a great game today. And unfortunately, it's going to be a numbers game for him. There's just too many starters on this Astros team where you have somebody with the success of Urquidy, who's had who's had great starts in the World Series, but he's not going to be even making the team. And Luis Garcia... Even though he he was kind of pitching under weather today, he pitched six innings, three hits, one earned run, four strikeouts, lowering his ERA to 3.72. He has 15 wins. He may not even yeah. be on the playoff roster. This is not Mike Fires. This is Luis Garcia, who is a great, uh, good pitcher. He's not always going to give you a great game, but this is this shows how deep the Astros pitching staff is. But James Click said today, and this is something that we've been talking about on the podcast for a while, the Astros are likely going to be going with a 12-man pitching staff in the ALDS. Yeah, and I don't think you need to go beyond that because of who you have, because of who you have in the bullpen, who you have as starters. And Luis Garcia, just he goes out there and he does what he's supposed to do. He's reliable, and he wasn't even feeling 100%. Imagine if he's feeling 100%, he probably could have thrown six no-hit innings. You know what I'm right. saying? And these guys would be starters, like three or four, third or fourth starter on just about any squad. We've got three, we got four guys that could be aces on any squad. And I absolutely love that Luis Garcia isn't going to be held off the ALDS roster because he's not good enough. He's going to be held off because you don't need him in a starting role in that position. So you're not right. going to put him in the ALDS and throw him into the relief pitching situation. And then if you need him in ALCS, throw him back into starter. Because when you take a guy from starter to reliever to starter to reliever, pitchers don't work like that. It it, it messes up their, their routine. It messes up their mechanics. And so that's why I said, I think we're starting to see exactly how they're going to use Hunter Brown in the playoffs, Eric, I really thought maybe they were going to go piggyback, but they've been using him in a lot of one inning situations and he's been in some not so easy one inning situations and he's gotten out of them for the most part unscathed. Right. And going back to Luis Garcia, he did um, his velocity was down in this game and uh, it was a unspecified illness, but he was still pitching well. Um, uh, and he was on pitching on four days rest. Uh, so, but he didn't have any trouble getting outs in this game too. And uh, so Ryan Stanek, Brian Abreu and Rafael Montero came in to, uh, they actually allowed more base runners than Garcia did. So Garcia did even if whatever, whatever type of illness he had, because we don't talk about, uh, we don't talk about Bruno on the Astros team. Uh, you did, it didn't matter. He still came out and did what he's supposed to do. So, I mean, part of me hopes that he definitely gets a chance in the ALCS if uh, when the Astros get that far, because the Astros may need a fifth starter. But 
definitely in the fourth in the ALDS, they will not need the the fifth starter. And I think that with his game on Saturday, Christian Javier definitely deserves to be in that that fourth that fourth guy because he's he's a stud. He's up to what twenty five and one thirds inning a scoreless baseball, and he's just yeah. looking like. And you, you gave me a stat before the the show. What was it? He has eleven point seven um, Ks per nine. That's uh, if he had the innings to qualify because he's at, right at one hundred forty innings right now. All the other guys have like one hundred ninety something plus. Um, he would be third to. Otan to Rodon and Otani. So he would be third in the league in both leagues, NL and AL. So Eric, here is how my starting pitching um, shapes up. And I'm putting Christian Javier in there as a four starter, even though I'm not hundred percent sure we're going to need that. Justin Verlander, Frember Valdez, Lance McCullers Jr. And Christian Javier. Okay. And my, my pitchers, my relief pitchers that I'm putting on this staff, Ryan Stanek, Phil Maton, Montero, Nerys, Abreu, Brown, Presley, and Smith. And I know some people are like, oh, but Smith, uh, you know, he's he's not great. He's terrible, blah, blah, blah. Why couldn't we put Urquidy or why, why wouldn't we put Garcia in Smith's spot? Well, you didn't sign Smith because of his regular season outing. You signed him for his postseason outings in an ALDS. He's probably not going to have to be used that much. But again, you're not going to throw a starter into a relief pitching role, and that's the only role Urquidy and Garcia would have. So you don't take them out of their element. But those are my 12 pitchers, and I think that's who they're going to go with. Now, a little caveat. I would love Seth Martinez to be on this roster, but he's not on the active roster right now. And so um, that wouldn't even be a possibility. I just, I just really think that they would have to like DFA Smith, which would be kind of foolish to do that at, at this point. But no, I don't. like that. No, they would just have to. Um, no, they wouldn't have to DFA anybody. He's on the forty-man roster, but they would have to just like in the playoffs. It's would a little they, bit different. Would so, they have to move him from the act? So because he's not on the active roster. Yeah, so but I in the playoffs, that. it's a little bit different. So okay. you can move like in between series. You can move whoever you want up and down without having okay. to put people on waivers or anything. So that's why Luis Garcia and and Jose Urquidy can be left off the roster without having to go on waivers. Hmm, so that yeah. that's why, so Seth Martinez can tef, definitely be up here, but I totally agree with what you were saying. You're the pitchers that you have. Um, Will Smith is definitely, they traded for him for a reason. Uh, Dusty Baker likes the lefty in the bullpen. So I think you hit it, the nail on the head with the, the pitching staff there. So, uh, yeah, I agree with that. So the the hitters is something that um, is going to be a little interesting, and that's something we'll have to build on in a, a little bit, maybe in the third segment. So speaking of building or built, let's talk about Built Bar. Yeah, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, then you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor rolling out. Ready? Delicious, decadent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com right now and snag your box today for you and your family. It will be the perfect treat. You can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself if you'd like. Like all Built Bars, the new cookie dough 
Chunk Puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with the light, fluffy texture. So good. What's great about this puff is it is a marshmallow infused with protein. And the protein is collagen protein, which means it gets into your body more efficiently. So you're going to love this, and this is how you get them. I'm glad you asked. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com, the best bar in the biz. All right. So James Cook, um, I don't really totally agree with his statement there, but he does bring up a good point about relievers, maybe, and extra starters. So if we are converting Hunter Brown from being this multi-inning reliever to being this one-inning reliever guy, then what happens if game two of the playoffs you have Framer Valdez, who I do want to talk about? He's not looking as efficient as he was during his streak. He's walking batters. He's looking a little bit more hittable. But what happens if he has one of his outings in game two where he has to do an early um, I got it. Okay. So, but definitely just looking at um, what's going on, like what happens if it's an early exit and then you need a long reliever. So he, James Cook brings up a situation where it's just like, yeah, James Cook is somebody in the stat and then the chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Eric is referencing someone who's in the chat named James Cook. He didn't not call, call James Click James Cook. Just to clarify. Yeah. So that would be a reason to maybe leave a Maton off the playoff roster or maybe a Will Smith off the ALDS roster. But at the same time, Dusty loves the lefties. And we know how good Maton is during the playoffs. He gets this, he goes in this whole other level in the playoffs. So. That's that's the thing you got to look at. So that's why I'm kind of surprised. I mean, Hunter Brown is much better if you can use him one inning a day, extra innings. But at the same time, he was supposed to be that extra that weapon that you can use for multi um, multi innings. But at the same time, well, what if maybe with the extra off days, maybe you win the first two games, then uh, game three. Maybe if you need to use a multi-inning reliever, you can bring in Christian Javier. If maybe, um, let's say, uh, um, McCullers has to exit early and you have the lead and you don't maybe don't need game four, then you can bring in Javier to kind of take care of business, something like that. But Yeah, no, I, I just think um, – I, I think what he was – the situation he was addressing was saying, why don't, if you have all these extra starters, why don't you just throw them in the bullpen instead of having all these relief pitchers? The yeah, problem that's what is, I was Yeah. Yeah. The problem is you don't take a starter and make them a relief pitcher for one series and then back to a starter. And that's, that's what I was, that's what both of us have addressed. And we've talked about that. And when, when we had it explained to us, like there were a couple of games where I'd be like, why was Ryan Stanek not in? Well, it's because the night before, he he got hot and then sat down, got hot and sat down. And when they do that to a pitcher more than once in a game, apparently it throws them off really bad. So the next night they're not ready because they, they've they already been through the routine of get, getting ready, getting started. So the next night it throws everything off. You know, a lot of us, and I know for me at least, 
I, I'll just speak for myself. A lot of times I think of professional baseball pitchers almost like little leaguers. Oh, well, you know what? He hasn't thrown his innings limit. Let's just throw him in there, even though he even though he threw like two innings the night before or, or the game before. With major league pitchers, there's an absolute warm-up routine where you heat your body up, where you get ready, mentally focused and everything, and everything's in the line ready to go. And then sometimes you sit back down. So they're not going to take starters and throw them into the bullpen role. You don't need to do that. You've got one of the top bullpens in both leagues, and that is the Astros' strength, I believe. And so Hunter Brown is going to come in and have some key playoff moments. Hunter Brown's going to come in and shut some key playoff hitters down. And if we end up facing George Springer, I can't wait to see a high rising fastball in the top of the zone where George Springer swings and goes down to his knee and strikes out. I would love to see that. Well, we'll have to agree to disagree in that. I, I think there's nothing wrong with having a mop up guy, somebody who has to come in and pitch multiple innings out of bullpen. So, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but Luis Garcia, if he has to come in and pitch four innings in a game that they're trailing in game three of the ALDS, he can still be the starter in the next series. Yeah. I, I think you can spot start that. I was just addressing the whole, the hodgepodge of using all your starters just as relief pitchers and not worry about your relief pitchers. Yeah. Oh, that, that definitely, I mean, that's what, that's what McCullers did. That's what Morton did in our historic 2017 run. So that more than likely comes up and happens to happen. What what I need, Eric, is I need the bats to be hot. I need I need Altuve to hit some leadoff home runs. I need Pena to stay hot, like you talked about. Um, I need to know that Yuli Gurriel is going to get on base and score some runs. Um, I need to know that Kyle Tucker is not going to line out to the right fielder five out of six times. I, I want him to hit the ball hard, but the baseballs have got to find the gaps in right. these playoff series. All right, Nugget says it won't be an early exit. Dusty will let him work out of a jam. Um, have y'all watched the playoffs? Um, in the playoffs, <laughs> it's a whole different ball game. It's not; it doesn't go like a hundred and sixty-two ball game season. It it's a whole different situation. Like starters don't go seven innings unless you have somebody like Justin Verlander who's even on his game. You you have starters sometimes go four innings, and then you have the the bullpen come in and pitch the rest away. So, um. With the pressure on the line, managers don't give if if the bases are loaded and the situation, the matchups call for it, they'll pull Lance McCullers out like that. If it so, good. I'm sorry, keep going, keep going. No, that, that I, that's basically what I would say. So this it's a whole different ball game in the playoffs. So yes, in the regular season, you know, Dusty would totally let Lance McCullers get out. I mean, I'm just using Lance McCullers in that situation, but yeah. So I was thinking today because Ryan Presley was not available. And so they put in Montero, you know, to get a save. If, if, if I gave you like, I I want you to rank these three guys that aren't Ryan Presley as the second closer. Okay. Um, Montero. Um, Ryan Stanek, and I'm going to throw a curveball at you, Phil Maton. <laughs> you know I love me some uh, playoff Maton. He's he's pretty good in playoffs. I mean, uh, but seriously, I just remember though, out of those Jared three, yeah. yeah, the first so out two, of those of three, the yeah. first two. Yeah. But would would you go Stanek or would you go Montero as that second closer? 
and Montero. Um, I mean, Stanek has this unbelievable oh. ERA, but here he is. I completely, I, I forgot this name, Brian Abreu. I'm sorry, yeah. Brian Abreu. That was my whole point of bringing this up, and I completely flipped. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you bringing that up. So, at, for me, it would be Brian Abreu. Um, it, it would be Montero, Brian Abreu, and then Stanek. I think in that order. Yeah. Um, I love, I love Brian Abreu. I love what he's done this year. How did I draw a blank on that? Thank you, guys. Yeah. Yeah, the Maton suggestion was kind of weird. I was just going off the yeah, playoff. Well, yeah, I literally, I, I have that, you know, that that uh, that getting older disease where I just forget stuff. Yeah, he seems to eat his um, his spinach during the playoffs and becomes Popeye the Sailor Man. <laughs> so wait, that's, that's a pipe. What Popeye did you watch? Is that like was, the Spanish version I of Popeye? I was young. I don't remember that stuff. I don't remember that stuff. <laughs> Popeye was a little before my time too. So yeah, I know. I just remember the song, Popeye the Sailor Man. Anyway, uh, so Christian Javier on Saturday pitched six innings. Uh, he only allowed two hits, uh, two walks, and seven strikeouts. His ERA is 2.54. So the Astros have, um, what's McCullough's ERA? Uh, but I think his is in the twos, right? So the Astros have four starters that are have an ERA in the twos. That's pretty darn impressive. Uh, let me clarify that real quick, but um, let me see. But that's just uh, just amazing to think about that. Just that, yeah, his is 2.38. So the as oh, I mean, take that back. Verlander is less than two. So, that's right. but just think about the Astros have four starters that have a uh, two ERA or less. Just imagine any team that they face. We need to talk about that right now. Any team they face is going to have to deal with those top four starters. And that's not Luis Garcia that has 15 wins. And that's not Jose Urquidy who has proven success in the playoffs. And Urquidy's already been designated to the bullpen for the rest of the season. And Garcia's probably pitched his last game in 2022. The Astros are in good hands with their pitching rotation. Now the question is, who are they going to face? And we thought that it's going to be a matchup between the Rays and the um, the Blue Jays for that mm-hmm. wild card game. But that's why you play the games because the Rays lost two games to the Astros. Meanwhile, the Mariners are like, okay, we see you. And so they won some games and now they're in the second wild card position. And so now they're set to play the Blue Jays. So that's going to be interesting. Did you see how they won their playoff clinching game where um, Cal basically hit this upper deck walk-off home run to right field? And I was like, this Mariners team is a team. I mean, these are some good dudes. The Blue Jays are a team. They are some good dudes as well. And the Astros, they have a tough opponent no matter who comes out of this. But what's interesting about the wild card this year, and I was talking to several fans this, this this weekend. I went to our local football game, and a lot of people didn't realize the wild card was three games now. A lot of people were like, oh, I thought it was just one game. No, it's a three-game series, and it's all in the top seeds um, home. So all three games are going to be at the Rogers Center for the Blue Jays. That's a tall order for the Mariners. We may have George Springer coming back to Houston as a Blue Jay in the playoffs. And then the Guardians of Rays will square off three times in Cleveland. And I'm telling you, Eric, the top part of that bracket, the Yankees need to be careful because the Guardians are going to sneak up on them. 
And you may see, if everything goes right for the Astros, and Astros and Guardians, I think, have a pretty high chance of meeting in the ALCS. I know a lot of people want the Yankees. I know a lot of people, they're, they got all up in their fields right now because of Aaron Judge. I just think what Cleveland has to offer, their starting pitchers and their records at home, right. bodes well for them in a three-game series against the Rays and then playing the Yankees. I think it. I think they fare well against them as well. Alrighty, so the Astros currently have 104 wins. This is their, I believe, they're tied for their second most, and uh, no, yeah, this is their second most in franchise history. Uh, now they're still chasing for their 2019 version of their team with 107 wins. So they have three games remaining to tie that. So um, the Astros against other AL playoff teams, the Mariners, they are 12 and seven against. The Yankees, they are five and two. The Rays, they are five and one. The Indians, they are four and three, and the Blue Jays, they are two and four. Granted, mm-hmm. those are regular season stats. Granted, they've um, they've played the Mariners a lot more, so there's a lot more familiarity against those two teams. But as it as it is right now on Sunday night, as we're recording this, the uh, Blue Jays are set to play the Mariners. And so whoever would win that would go on to play the Astros on October 11th. So on paper, I would say that the Mariners would probably be the better team for the Astros to face. But at the same time, uh, they've been playing some pretty good. I mean, they had a couple, they had a little bad stretch there, but they can be dangerous. They do have some strong pitching, but the, the Blue Jays, they have that little X factor. And George Springer, he seems to come alive in the playoffs. And you know, you know, he's going to come alive against the Houston Astros. Yeah, I mean, coming back home to Minute Maid Park might might give him some comfort. But you know what George Springer also hasn't had to do in a playoff series? He hasn't had to face Lance McCullers. He hasn't had to face Framber Valdez. He hasn't had to George, face uh, Justin Verlander. Yeah. So those three guys Christian right there, Javier. even Javier, yeah. I'm just saying – so yes, George Springer is is a, is a postseason giant and, and an Astros legend in his own you know in his in his own regard. But that's what even in matchups, Eric, where I think it's tight, I still feel like I can give the Astros the edge. Again, you still have to play the games. I'm not saying it's it's guaranteed. I'm not going to say you're gonna you're gonna go in three zero. You're gonna go in four. I'm just saying that with the way the Astros are set up in this club and the backing they have after the starter, the bats, you just got to get to those pitchers early. I want to see crooked numbers in the first two or three innings of these ALDS games. Um, and sp- speaking of ALDS, so the first two are at Minime park, the 11th and the 13th, there's a day in between the first two games. Then they go on the road to the fit on the, on the 15th and the 16th. The 15th is a Saturday game and we don't know the time yet. But we will be doing a pre-game, a pre-live podcast from Hooters of NASA. And so you guys will have to check us out. We'll give you more details as soon as when all those schedules come out. We know the times exactly. Come hang out with us. We'll do a pre-game podcast live from Hooters. And then we'll sit there and watch the game with you guys and cheer the Astros on to victory. So check us out. Yeah, hopefully it's not a 11 a.m. game that 
on that Saturday, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> hey, they will open up early if they need to for us to do a pregame podcast. I know that for a fact. So, hey, let's go, man. I think let's do it. Let's let's go. Let's go cheer on the Astros together. So we'll let y'all know when that live event is. We'd love to have y'all out there. So speaking of which, of early games, uh, game one, all four games are being played that day, right? You said? All four on the same day. So we don't know. I mean, I have a prediction. Okay, what's your prediction? They're going to play the early game, so we better take off. Okay, but hold on. Why would we play the early game if, if it's someone like a Justin Verlander starting? Because you know nobody likes the Astros. <laughs> That's all the more reason to watch us because you hate us and you want us to be terrible and you're going to root against us. So whatever. I don't care. Look Either at way, the history in the ALDS. The Astros have always had the early game. I know that. I know. I'm, I know that. But I'm just saying. Yankees have about- always had prime time. They like that prime oh. time. Yeah, they do. And, you know, the Yankees have taken a lot of like recent exits early out of the playoffs. So I'm just saying wow. um, maybe they might want to give us some freaking respect for once, you know, it, it's about dang time and yeah, we deserve it. I'm going to say it. Do dance. Does, does, does <laughs> the A and AL stand for Astros league? Because it's basically our league. We, we run this thing. Okay. We freaking run the AL. It should be called the Astros league. And until we're dethroned, nobody else matters. Alrighty, and you know who's taking prime time back? That is Jake Myers. Did you see that catch on Saturday night? Yes. That's why you need him in center field. Cause he just it just remind me of just what he can do. Just uh he kind of dove for the ball and kind of tumbled and caught it. He also, I believe he had two hits. Let me look. Yeah, he had two hits in that game, scored a run. So Jake Myers, if he's healthy and he's hitting right, maybe when his trip down Triple A could have awoken his bat. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll have to see what he does more long term. I know there's not that many games left, but um, I think that if he's healthy and playing well, he could be an asset, but I don't think that he's going to get a lot of playing time down the stretch, and I don't think he's going to get a lot of playing time in October. I think what you're going to see him as is a defensive replacement, maybe. And yeah. a speed guy, because he does have speed. Yeah, no, he does. And the the thing with McCormick and Myers, they both have speed. They can, they can both do their thing. Um, you have a Lebanus Diaz that, man – did, did you see him catch that ball or go for the ball? He didn't catch it. He went for the ball against the scoreboard, and like afterwards he kind of grimaced and acted like he was hurt. And I'm like, this guy, like I love Diaz. I need Diaz to make my what I said come true when I said he's going to have some key playoff moments this year because he has, since the All-Star break, been hitting very well, hitting well at hitting about 315, I think, um, overall in the right. second half. And he can play multiple positions. You need him to be healthy. So I love what we have. We have a plethora of talent in certain positions. And even where we're lacking bats, we've got other bats to back those up. Uh, Have you noticed the increasing Chaz chant, hand clap? Yes. And there have been some people. uh, Look, look, here's the deal. People are going to do their thing, okay? 
I don't get too bothered with what other people chant or cheer, but it it kind of seems like the gator thing, like the or baby the shark gators. Thing. No, it's not baby shark. Florida gators better. <laughs> um, but anyways, I don't know. I guess people are really annoyed by it. It doesn't bother me. And when they do it, he seems to do something good. So, hey, not whatever, every man. Time. But there's this, uh, I was, I went to, I think I went to Friday night's game and there's this guy that was so passionate about it. He was like, rah, rah, rah. and he was just going to town and everybody's just looking at him like, dude, relax. He was way too intense about it. So, so speaking of being intense, I don't know how, I mean, yes, you want to tie your franchise high in wins, but at the same time. You've already secured home field advantage through the AL. Uh, I don't think they're going to catch the the Dodgers in terms of wins. So <laughs> no, uh, they need no... to win six games to tie them, Eric. Yeah, they only so, have three left. That's what I mean. So I don't yeah. think there's. I mean, it would be nice to sweep the Phillies. Great, but at the same time, I think they're going to be um, trying to just play good baseball. And remember that Lance McCullers was scratched from his last start, so we don't know how he's doing. Uh, he may be on limited pitch count tomorrow. So hopefully that the Phillies, uh, it's been a while since we played the Phillies, and mm-hmm. bring back old playoff memories. Um, so definitely this is be an interesting series. This is the series that we were supposed to open the season with. Now we're closing the series with them. So, or were we supposed to open against the Yankees? So it's open against. I think the Yankees and because we lost like seven days. Yeah, so it's supposed to be Phillies. Phillies. Yeah, yeah, and so that's that's why we that's why we split those games with the with the Yankees. That's why I had that. Why I know that was the first week. I just couldn't remember if it was. I think we're supposed to start the Phillies and then go play the Yankees. So yes, I believe that. I believe you are correct on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, these, these last three games, it'll be fun to watch. It'll be good baseball. The Phillies are still fighting for something. So that'll be a good thing to do. Um, but I like all the headlining pitchers, you know, (laughs) I mean, McCullers, JV and Framber. So what do you know? Yeah. So tomorrow is technically opening day for the (laughs) third part of the season, which is leading up to. Uh, the playoffs. And I know that you, you mentioned, you heard on the, um, the, um, the Astros opening show, I forgot what it's called at this moment, but uh, James click said that they're, they're trying to meet with the managers tonight and yes. the coaches, and they're going to plan what they're going to do on their staycation or their vacation, whatever, while they're waiting for the playoffs to start. Yeah. On the Astros launch on the show um, before before the game comes on, they'll usually interview James Click. They'll usually interview Dusty Baker. And James Click did say, we're meeting with the coaches tonight, the coaching staff, to decide what our week before the ALDS is going to look like. And if you remember, there was a hot mic thing that the Astros.com did where they had, uh, I believe, Hector Neres or one of the guys mic'd up. And he was telling Jose Altuve, or he was telling the other pitchers in Spanish that, hey, I can't wait to face Jose Altuve in our inner squad scrimmage because I'm going to strike him out. So I don't know if that was in reference to like what they're talking about doing the week before, but they're going to be doing some simulated games because you're not right. just going to let your pitchers sit there ice cold, walk around in shorts all day, do nothing, but they will definitely formulate their game plan. And I don't want to get too deep into this because it would, it would take our show well long, but 
Um, there is some, there's some talk about James Click possibly not returning, right, Eric? Yeah, and I think that old friend Sig McDowell, uh, he's Sig McDowell, yeah, yeah, uh, he's possibly could be the guy from the Orioles that I believe he's assistant GM over there. He could be the guy that comes back. So that's interesting. So we know that both uh, Dusty Baker and Click do not have contracts for next year. So Jim Crane has to decide: does he like Mama Bear or does he like Papa Bear? <laughs> Which bear does he bring back? And we'll discuss this and more on the next edition of the Lockdown Astros podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Make sure you go ahead and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Ghost Rose. Let's close out the season with a sweep and get that um, the 107 wins and Ghost Rose. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.